Hey, hey everyone. everyone! Welcome. Oh. Every okay, so we're going on. Hey everyone! Welcome to the query. So today we're joined by a very special guest. So we have Erica. Um, they are a queer game developer. And we're very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> um, great. We have questions for you that we want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, first one, we just want to talk a bit about you. Do you want to tell yeah, everyone? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Erica Bakayek. My pronouns are they, them. Um, and I make video games sort of in my spare time. Um, <clears throat> and I've been doing that for a while. I also run a games community and meetup, like a local games meetup called Squiggly River. Um, I've done other things around the place, mostly focused around games. And at the moment, I've just started my master's, so I'm doing some research into alternative video game creators. Amazing. That is so yeah. cool. Thank you. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. What's your actual master's like title? Well, that is still a work in process. Yeah, I've yeah. just started this year, so that's a really stressful question. Yeah, well, sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. No, so in general, I'm looking at how do alternative, like, informal video game creators navigate the really precarious labour of that sort of, cre- like, creative work? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how does that affect their practice? So yeah. I'm going to be doing interviews with game developers is the idea, and then getting some conclusions from that. That's awesome. It should be very fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Mm. Love it. Amazing. All right, well, we're just going to, like, ask some questions, Absolutely. get to know you, and, like, you know, it, I think this is, like, an interesting topic to talk about. Like, I don't know if many people know, like, about like the big you know queer scene with game development and yeah like that sort of area like I mean, we I definitely know. didn't I, yeah i definitely don't so yeah i'm really excited to learn i didn't i love oh, well, like yeah go. that's the whole thing yeah and then you found it and then i found it yeah, yeah. So, okay, how did you get into the games industry to start with? Yeah, so I had a very, and I'm sure this is probably similar with like anyone who's in games, I had a very like roundabout way of getting into games to begin with. Um, It's just because it's one of those things that you don't, like if you're a kid, you don't think that you could make a video game. It doesn't seem like a real job, if Mm. that makes sense. It's like just fun. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they like exist on my computer. No one, no one actually did labor for this, for this thing. Um, So yeah, like as a kid, I really didn't play many games. I was like one of those families where my parents were like, you do not play games, go outside Mm -hmm. sort of thing. I don't know if like the same. I played Sims for hours on weekend. Yeah, yeah, I had Sims 1 and that was like one of the only games we had and definitely played that as much as I could. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same. I had the Sims and I had a PlayStation 2 but it was my older sister, so I very rarely used that it. That was my brother, yeah. Um, but we had Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> and I feel like that that's the that? only game I remember having. <laughs> Why do I just... I just got random memories from my childhood. Yeah, that's you actually... Hawk. You know, you literally just reminded me. Yeah, so my... We did not have a console in my house, mm-hmm. but we had, like, a computer that had, like, Sims 1, Myst, and, like, the Discworld DOS game, which is no one's heard of. Right. So, so fine. But my... I was, like the kid that was always at like after school care and they had a playstation and they had tony hawk and oh my god we'd have to like write our names on a little chalkboard yeah yeah you could only play for 10 minutes and that was a whole thing and now i'm like see there's a reason i went into games because that was like such a good memory tony hawk's great um yeah so i didn't like i didn't play games as a kid and then during like high school 
I sort of like, again, I didn't have a console, but I was getting into like flash games. Were you like playing games like in your browser yeah. or like, something? Yeah, cool math games and stuff. Yeah, school. cool math yeah. games, yeah. which still exists. And you had to like click off it when the teacher came yeah, past in the like, computer oh lab. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I sort of got really into those, which now that I look back at it again, there was some really weird like alternative little games, maybe like one person as well. So it makes mm. sense where like I kind of am. Um, but yeah, sort of like went through, went through like basic school, not really like thinking that this was a viable thing. Thing. And I was like, oh, I just like games. I was very science focused during mm. high school. And then I went into chemical engineering so um, cool. and I hated it. It was super boring, but the people were awful. Like engineering is just like dude bros. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. I, yes, we were having this discussion the other day because my degree is very, well, it was very half business, half creative. And I was saying that all of my friends from uni have come from my creative industry subjects because I struggled so much to speak to anybody in my business subjects because they are all so up their own ass. Like <laughs> they just didn't relax. Mm. It's like you walked into a creative subject and everyone was like, hey, what's going on? Like whatever. Yeah, completely different do, atmosphere. We have to do this group assignment. So like, let's get coffee or whatever. But in business, it was like, I never saw any of them. and It was all divvied up and we like Zoomed or whatever. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so different. Mm. I like think, yeah, you, I feel like the culture of your like classroom or a subject that you're doing whatever you're doing it makes a massive impact and that's totally like love the subject love chemistry yeah I could have totally done that but but I was like I hate you have to like the workplace and the people that you're going to be surrounded by or you're just yeah Yeah. um yeah and then that was actually at the point so I to bring back to podcasts make it relevant (laughs) to your podcast (laughs) I my friend got me into podcasts when I was like in high school like really early high school so I've been listening to like podcasts forever and they've had like a massive impact on my life Mm. and just like because I was starting this new I was starting you know chemical engineering it was super boring and I was catching the bus all the time I started like downloading a whole bunch of like games focused podcasts just because I was like oh I don't have time to play games but maybe I could like listen to people talk about them is it people yeah yeah, talking about it or like playing it or talking about it so just people like who were like at the time it was again like podcasts were even more casual so it was just like you know people were literally just like oh I played this game then chatting about random stuff and yeah through that it was just kind of I was like I've got more and more interested the podcast I was listening to that they're particularly talking about like more like independent alternative games which was exactly where my sort of interest lies um and then they during that year uh which if you look it up you can work out how how old I am so please don't do that (laughs) um during that year Gone Home came out and that had a major impact on me so have you heard about the game Gone Home? No. Cool. So it came out in 2013. Um, <laughs> so you can work out when I graduated. But uh, it is basically you walk around an empty house. The idea is that you're an older sister. You've come home from like a trip. Your family was meant to like pick you up from the airport or they were at least meant to be there. But you get home and the house is completely empty. There's a note saying that someone will be back or that someone... There's a note basically at the I beginning. I have so much anxiety. And also it's not It's not actually scary. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's kind of like maybe a little, it's a little familiar to um, some like current games as well. Yeah. But you just walk around your house and essentially you kind of play detective and you piece together all the information and you work out that your little sister has 
gotten into a relationship with a woman and then run away so with like a girl I can't remember the ages of the of them but it was really important like to me and a whole bunch of other people at the time right like so Gorn Home was this massive indie success um and it showed me like two things one I was like oh I might be bi Mm. (laughs) oh I definitely am bi and then also it was like people can make video games because it was this thing of the story was like you know a couple of people made this and I was like holy shit that's what I want to do like I want to make games and yeah it's nice looking back to be like oh it was also queer like it all comes together yeah. yeah so from there I still didn't really think about going into games directly mm-hmm. um but I was really into illustration and art at the time so I ended up starting an animation degree which again I was like this is kind of boring right. um I really like art and all of that yeah. but animation the act of animation is extremely tedious yeah it is yeah, yeah have you have you done something? I haven't done it but I can't remember where I learned about it I think in one of my classes they talked about Disney animation but you guys in that class oh it sounds familiar um and they just talked about how it was like very oh, every like, little hair and it like, was like a um what's that thing called where it's like um <laughs> like in a factory like a and like everyone what's that thing do you know what i'm talking about like a oh a thingy line assembly line oh, yeah. Assembly yeah, yeah. Line. Yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you um yeah it's like an assembly line of like one part and then you've got to like put the other part Someone over and then keyframe it do the in-betweens go to the painting yeah i've got an animation degree you know <laughs> that i do not use so i'm glad yeah. that i can use literally like one piece of knowledge from yeah, it yeah so you have to use um, something but yeah so the college that i was studying at um animation worked really closely with games and that was essentially that was my actual in i kind of just moved sideways into games i finished my animation degree but by the end i was like mostly fully interested in doing games yeah Yeah. um because I really like creating worlds which is what I I wanted to originally do with animation but I was like this is so slow (laughs) yeah and games was a quicker way to do that um so yeah I sort of like finished up my animation degree um and at that time uh Brendan Keogh friend of the show yeah uh, (laughs) hello Brendan (laughs) friend of the pod um yeah, so at the time, Brett and Keogh was starting to run this really casual game development meetup called Squiggly River. Um, and there were other meetups running in Brisbane, and there still are other meetups running in Brisbane, like Big Dev and uh, Game Development Brisbane. Um, but there were a lot more networking focus and really corporate focused. Okay. Mm. So they just weren't the sort of thing that I was looking for when I was going to them, because I wanted more like talk about the creative process mm-hmm. or just chat about games and, yeah. and game More development casual, in, almost like, yeah yeah in general yeah. so yeah that's sort of like squiggly river had like a massive impact on you know making me feel a lot more confident in my game mm-hmm. development getting to talk to people as well yeah. was like a major thing just being able to talk to other locals mm-hmm. doing game development um yeah and it sort of like snowballed from there okay yeah do you want to tell us a bit more about squiggly river yeah and sort of like what exactly a game meetup is because i'm so clueless. yeah we're like cool game meetup (laughs) tell us more so squiggly river is like it's a casual local games game development meetup in brisbane um our official tagline is a place for games playful art things and the people who make and play them um so we tried to make it so brendan came up with that tagline i believe i was not involved with organizing squiggly at that time yeah um how long has it been around for oh it's been around since 2017 i believe yes yeah wow so awesome. it's a while, but it's also like pretty new, yeah. I guess. Yeah. We feel like, I feel like it's 
you know, it's just started, but it really has taken like any sort of like community thing. It took a while to build up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have people join and get a community. Yeah. 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 And so in terms of like what a meetup is, Mm -hmm. literally we just book out a location at the moment we're meeting up at the library. We've got like a, a little room in the library. We meet up. People usually like come along and hang out they might like bring a laptop or if they're making a board game or something they'll bring that along oh, so, so it's board. not like just like traditional um, no that's traditional gaming, but, like video gaming is yeah what i think but. absolutely we've tried to like keep it really open and True. yeah that's why we're like playful art things and the people who make them yeah, play right. them. So, like, that's really cool and we often have you know we've we've gained like members or like attendees i guess because people will walk past us at the library and be like this is cool what's this and we'll explain what it is and they'll be like oh i actually do audio and then they'll like come from that point and yeah they'll make audio for games or something like that yeah it's really cool um we've met like a lot of interesting people Mm -hmm. i guess um mostly because we've tried to keep it a lot more yeah casual and open than maybe some of the yeah Maybe then how like some of the other the meetups sort of like market themselves, yeah. structure yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if you were maybe like really new to it and you didn't like maybe know if you were going the right direction. Yeah. If you're going to more casual, it's like, yeah. you know, nothing's going to happen. You don't have to like yeah. go in being like, I'm a professional, I have a g- degree or anything. That's it. And then literally like everywhere, every time we like post our meetup details, we're like, it's extremely chill. It's extremely casual. Come and hang out. You don't have to That's show awesome. anything or do yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've just tried to make it like super, super welcoming for, for everyone. And we've got like a really diverse community because of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that started in 2017. I sort of took over, no, I sort of started helping with organization <laughs> um, in like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mostly we love Brendan, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not great at the social media. And I was like, I can do this because okay. yeah. I used to do that for my job. So mm-hmm. I just started taking that over um, and just getting us a bit of more of a online presence. And then we eventually set up a Discord community. Oh, yeah. Do you know Discord? We yes. know Discord. You know Discord. Do you want yeah, to know Brendan. how we know <laughs> Brendan? Because I convinced Brendan. He's like, you have converted me. And he, yeah, he told me he was using it for his class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. I, ne- I never used it before then, but, you know, cool. good to have another. I See, I actually know. did. Hmm. Because I was, um, I read this book called Women Don't Know You Pretty. You oh, read yes. It. You told um, me about It's that, like yeah. very foundational level of um, like feminism mm. type book. Um, and the person that wrote it was trying to like foster this online community of like queer women meeting up in different cities and stuff. Um, as I think she's from the UK. Um, so there was like, she posts a photo and then in her comment section, it's like, find your people like find people near you um and there was this massive like discord thing with like all these different threads groups right. i don't really know fully how it works but i was in one of those where it was like book meetup and like cafe meetup like all these different things and it was really fun that's awesome that's why awesome. is discord yeah. like is that just like the best one to use would you say so discord is like super similar to slack like in in terms of what it is and i believe oh my god don't quote me but i believe that discord <laughs> came after slack okay, as well right, okay. um discord from the get-go was like for fostering online communities Mm -hmm. and it was really framed originally to be like I think it was like you know hang out with your friends and play video games it was very video game focused Mm -hmm. and it was kind of bad because of that like when you loaded discord it would like say like stupid gamer memes and stuff like that so if you're not really in that 
it was kind of like intimidating mm. um but they've gotten rid of a lot of that and now it's just like i think it's because it's very accessible you can like download it you can set up a, a massive server and use all these tools for free yeah. so it's just like really it's useful i guess yeah, yeah. yeah so it helps with the yeah including everyone in it yeah and it allows you to have multiple for anyone who doesn't know discord it allows you to have multiple channels so you can yeah. have whole different like topics of discussion so the squiggly river one which you can find on our website you can join it please do if you're interested um we've got channels you know for like showing off your work or recommending games we also just added uh the art game club kind of like a book club but for games oh my god yeah it's really cool so again we're trying to make it like you know if you're interested in these sort of alternative types of games um but you don't make them yourself or come along and we'll chat about a game and you can like play it and then have a discussion at the meetups as well awesome so yeah cool. i'm just trying to add more more things yeah. yeah yeah so do you think that it's really important to have like that inclusive community in the video game industry oh absolutely so the games industry is not typically <laughs> very welcoming to anyone who isn't like a s- cis head straight white yeah it's quite stereotypical yeah. Uh-huh. yeah 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 so it's typically been very for a whole bunch of reasons there is stacks of research on this if you want to get really invested um but honestly like the marketing in the 80s um and like 90s till to current day has yeah. been very focused on like positioning video games as like video games are silly boys for like teenage sorry silly toys for teenage boys uh-huh, i fucked yeah. that up immediately well, i think even if you didn't do the, like in-depth research like it's just so it's pretty obvious like yeah. yeah anyone would just be like oh yeah that's like for white straight men like video games yeah. you know I don't think a lot of the time people think about it in a differing way and it's that thing of like if you if that's all you see then you go which is exactly what happened to me I was uh-huh. like oh, I'm really interested in games but I of course I could never get a job in that let me do something a lot more useful like animation there's tons of jobs in animation <laughs> there is not um but <laughs> it's a lie. but it was like a little bit more welcoming you know just in the community and how it was sort of facing there as well yeah um so yeah I think it's like massively important we've kind of like made it a bit of our like it's part of our we don't have a mission statement we have a manifesto Mm -hmm. and it's part of our manifesto that we're like hyper inclusive um so yeah we do we try to do things differently from the other meetups not to compete with them in any way but to be like to have differences there so you can go to all of them if you want all of the brisbane ones the stacks Mm. um but we've you know we purposely put our meetups uh we make them during the day we don't make it make it a drinking event um we try to make it like at a library where you can like bring a laptop and easily show things off mostly because the the games industry has a bit of a issue with only having meetups at really like a bar or you know it's somewhere where drinking is going to be encouraged and then with the demographic Mm. who is maybe uh, mostly there it makes it very unwelcoming if you're not yeah says her dude yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. not as inclusive at all yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and also probably a bit like scary for people to want to go along when it already is yeah intimidating absolutely i think like unfortunately like most of most creative industries there are like ongoing stories of abuse and issues like that within the games industry mm-hmm. and even at a, like a local meetup you might just be like worried about that especially yeah. if you're a newcomer or if you just generally don't yeah, feel safe fair, and, yeah, yeah in that sort of space mm. so would you say that there's a difference in the type of games that um queer developers produce in comparison to you know like the stereotypical straight cis man that we were talking about yeah absolutely so i think um and this is probably again applicable to all creative industries as well um when you have people who are sort of like the you know the 
the they're part of the mainstream right like and mm-hmm. if for games that's being a cis head straight white dude um you might you know you feel comfortable in that you you know that games are sort of like built for you so you're kind of more likely just keep replicating what the mainstream is putting out which is probably like shooty games right well there's so many games so many of them absolutely and it just sort of like it's kind of like it just keeps repeating itself um but i think and obviously this is not the case um across the board i'm sure there's tons of queer people who are also working on like call of duty but when we're talking about like independent developers i think if you're already a queer person in games you're already you know part of the like minority there you already feel like you may be a bit on the outside so you feel a bit more comfortable with just like breaking other rules, right? Yeah. You're already breaking the rules for being in games. Yeah. So you're like, fuck it. It doesn't need to be a first person shooter. It can be whatever I want. Yeah. And we see a lot of, I think we see a lot more diversity in the, the game design and the types of games being made mm-hmm. when you have different creators behind it. Yeah. So yeah, like queer game developers, they might like make more personal games, but games about more maybe like mundane experiences, yeah. but also doing really experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a queer game developer doesn't necessarily mean that like you're making a game with characters where all the characters are queer. You yeah. might ga- make a game with like no characters at all. Mm, yeah. Super experimental, it's something like out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well even we were talking about unpacking yeah. like that sort of game. Perfect. Just yeah. there's no character really is there? there like, I mean they the kind person. of is but it's like hinted at yeah like it's not explicit like you're where you are the this character person it's kind of like you piece together based on what's in the boxes that there is a character yeah. and this is how their life has gone absolutely and i think like if you if you only assume that the only people who want like play video games at all are going to be like straight teenage dudes mm-hmm. um then you're probably going to think like oh a game where you organize a room oh they're not gonna, that's not you know the audience of games isn't going to enjoy mm. that but when you're a queer yeah. creator or a different creator you might go actually i know that there's an audience for this because that's what i would want to yeah, play yeah. so you're making the games that you would want to play which yes. might be different that's cool yeah. and is- what was the like reception like to that like because i know for so long it's been like that really stereotypical like shooting mm. games and that sort of environment so when, like, when did this, like, queer development of games come out and what was it like mm. So I think, like, um, there's there's always been people mm. making really alternative and super indie games. Yeah. Uh, sort of, like, the, the original history of games was only people working, you know, by themselves on a computer. And it's only when you have big companies who started to um, make it, like, a, a more formal industry can you have people, you like, having a difference there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like if people making games in their bedroom was the original part of this, I'm butchering Brendan's research. I feel so <laughs> fine. Just tell me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If you have people making games in their bedroom as sort of like the original start of the industry, right. then that only becomes weird or different when you have big companies try to take over the yeah. industry, right? Yeah. Um, so of course you have people making, you know, interesting queer experiences um, and the reception, I guess like the reception from the mainstream is getting better yeah (laughs) yeah but games is still very exclusive like the games industry the mainstream games industry and like you know if you go to a local community meetup that's going to be way better than what you see online but it's still very exclusionary like I feel like games is like further behind than other creative media like when a you know if a big like if a big company game puts out a game that has a 
protagonist who's a woman there'll be people complaining about that online mm. like we haven't even got to the point where we have like queer protagonists in triple a games yeah. um yeah. like those are our mainstream games we call them triple a yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you'd hope that that's so interesting do we yeah. think changes? that is because games have been like so traditionally marketed as like these are for boys boys do these things yeah absolutely like where you have that sort of who they're marketed towards Mm -hmm. so that becomes the main audience and then they also feel protective of it right they don't want it to change they don't want it to change so then when you have games more girl games being made or you're having games you know made with queer characters or just like women characters they're going oh but these are my video games it also has like games unfortunately has that sort of like holdover of like nerd culture as well mm-hmm. where um this is also the same in like other fandoms yeah, and other yeah. other creative industries but because these again typically cishet white young men feel like they've been persecuted for their interests in video games or nerd culture mm-hmm. then when other people start coming in they're like no this is the only thing i have yeah. Yeah. and they get quite defensive and that sort of like creates a ton of tensions they're really toxic sort of yeah yeah because they feel like you know what they consider normal within the industry is being like attacked and maybe like well maybe there won't be so many shooter games there will 100 i mean There's you enough, can still like, have your thing that's yours without having to stop other people from doing it you don't have to play yeah it's that it's that sort of like saying or meme i guess of like equality feels like um an attack when you're only used to holding the majority when when you're used to privilege and you have to share it you're like oh Oh, i can't do that oh yeah i'm losing something here um and that's definitely been like the reception so i mentioned like gone home was a massive massively important games for me to get into the industry Mm -hmm. um and part of that as well was at the time when it came out it caused this massive debate because people were like that's not a video game all you're doing is walking and picking up items and looking at them and like maybe reading notes that's not a video game so it sparked this like whole thing of like what is a game but what is like what is a game game? like and for me that was really interesting and I was like oh but that's the sort of thing I'm I'm interested in creating and like I I could make something like that and but that was also the issue because all these dude bros go oh but anybody could make that and if anyone can make it then but that's anybody not, can make anything not, yeah anybody exactly can, i can yeah. go out and be like i'm gonna be a singer well <laughs> doesn't mean that i have the talent or the ability to do so well like, that's exactly what i was thinking i was like it's weird that in the games industry it's so like oh you can't do that it's not real it's like well what about like music there's so many different genres you wouldn't say just yeah. because you like rock music that like pop music isn't real music or like mm. films, uh, like just because you like romance I'd argue music. That people do say that. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true, but it's and not. I, I don't know if it's as like aggressive and as I, what I've. It's still seen in the coming games from industry. that same point, and yes. maybe maybe like within like oh my god, I don't know anything about music. I was like maybe within subcultures, like if you're really into like a particular type of metal, and then yeah. someone was making like a a newer type of that metal, they'd yeah. be like, oh, that's not real. That's yeah. not yeah. real. Blah yeah. blah blah. But I do feel like from what I've seen, which isn't a lot, but from a very outsider perspective of games, like it seems much more toxic and like it's aggressive it's for people to do different things yeah and like you say yeah the people need to protect it and i think like games typically as well have been a very solo activity Mm -hmm. so it's a thing that you know like if you have no friends maybe for whatever reason you can still play games alone and 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 maybe that's created yeah maybe that like isolation has created really toxic sort of culture because again people feel very like protective of it Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. There's a lot to it. Wow. Yeah. It's a very yeah. like toxic industry. Yeah. But again, that's why but like you're you know yeah. you're changing it by doing yeah. these sorts of things. And I think that's why having an inclusive community like Squilly River is super important because mm-hmm. we are trying to like cut through that toxic toxicity and yeah. create like a way more inclusive. And even just like a more casual space you can we've had people rock up who were like oh i'm like they're a programmer and they're like oh maybe i'm interested in video games i know how Mm -hmm. to program but i don't know anything about games and we're like cool come and join us and see if you do we'll we'll talk to you we'll give you some pointers some tutorials yeah Yeah. and that's what we sort of like aim to be love that that's really cool yeah so we were chatting with brendan um who works at um, Squiggly River alongside you um, and he was telling us about the surprising amount of like queer people who are in that space in the game development industry can you tell us a bit more about that yeah absolutely um, I think like Squiggly River in particular is quite queer compared to maybe again some of the other games meetups and I think that's mostly because we've sort of fostered and we've aimed to sort of foster that inclusivity um we're a lot more again we're a lot more casual so it's a little bit more easy than going to maybe one of the other more networking focused ones um and then just in general there are actually a lot of queer and particularly like trans creators Mm -hmm. in game development um I think like why do you think that is I think yeah I think games are really good way to sort of explore your identity and if you're like a young queer kid and you're like questioning yourself it's a very safe way for you to like try out different identities yeah Yeah, like you could you know even even back ages ago like in the original like pokemon games or whatever be like are you a boy or a girl so you could you know maybe like try on something different for yourself um even even just in like that way and it's very safe right like you can do that you know on your game boy or in the safety of your like little your home we were talking about sims one oh we were talking about sims earlier and like even sims one you could like get into relationships with people of the same gender which i know that i definitely did as a kid without like realizing what I was doing I was very repressed yeah Yeah, you too yeah and it's that sort of thing of like again you can like play with identity so I think games like sort of foster or it's like an interesting way to sort of explore your identity yeah it actually seems like the perfect way to be able to explore Mm. it it's yeah it's so interesting because like I identify as a woman and I've never like felt the need to explore that because I'm pretty sure of that so I've never needed to like click the boy option of a game but like that makes so much sense that people would do that and like that is a safe place for them to be like oh perhaps i do this yeah. that's so cool you can't just do in yeah like in real, real life. life in real without, life like, yeah without yeah passion of like being yeah like seen in public yeah. i guess if that's yeah. like, not i don't know you have a safety net when you're on the computer and i think like video games as well have been very they've, they've you know uh more recently they've been very like online and, you know, if you were playing a video game, you might be going on to, like, an online community or talking about it on some sort of, like, discussion board or, like, in a Discord server. Yeah. And those are all places that you can, you know, unless someone who knows you in real life knows that account, yeah. you can be someone completely different. different. Um, I know that when I was, like, younger, I would just, like, be kind of, like, anon- like anonymous, right? Like, I wouldn't have any information about myself. Mm-hmm. And that means, you you know, you can sort of break away with from maybe what, I don't know, your gender that was assigned yeah. at birth was yeah. or try out different names or any yeah. of that stuff and you can be sort of like yeah the internet although horrible can be an interesting way to explore yeah. that sort of identity and game sort of fits really nicely alongside that mm-hmm. i know sims was like yeah massively important for me mm-hmm. like that was yeah, yeah it was so because you literally got to play and explore different types of relationships yeah yeah, yeah. There you go. so it's kind of the beginning of you establishing like your 
your own identity as well. Yeah. And then when you have like other games that are actually, well, that like are explicitly queer, like something like Gone Home, that was pretty important for me as Mm -hmm. well. Because again, you got to explore the story of this person's like queer relationship or her little sister's queer relationship um so you're getting to sort of like experience this and again in a very safe way because games are kind of individual it's not like i don't know it's not like watching a movie with your parents where Mm. you're like you're getting that external force maybe of like oh this is not okay you get to really explore it at your own your own pace Yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah, and I think another thing that sort of contributes to like why there's so many queer people at Squiggly, um, since I sort of took over or sort of started helping organize as well, we now have, you know, a non-binary person helping organize. It sort of establishes that this might actually be like a little bit more of a actual mm-hmm. inclusive community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done some other things as well. Like there was a point where we ran a game jam for Pride Month um, and we had like the little rainbow flag in our, um, in our Twitter handle for a while. And then we forgot to take it out so I think I think it just stuck and some there was definitely people who kind of like assumed oh Squealy River is only for queer people which is not the case we have it open for everybody um but it's definitely sort of helped foster that that culture and, and the amount of people there just other things as well like I know that um we've had quite a few people sort of come out after being at Squiggly, which is another reason we have kept it really open mm-hmm. like especially people coming out like as trans as well like I think you know, if you if you're only allowed to be in an exclusively queer space once you're out, it can be a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. And maybe people who are in the closet or questioning or they don't even know it themselves, they, you know, being in a space where they're allowed to interact with people who oh, are actually so trans and out, it's so yeah. helpful. And they'll actually sort of yeah. like it actually helps foster that sure. as well. Yeah. yeah and I really think, cool. Yeah. I think yeah. um I think word of mouth has also been the the, the other big thing. Like we've had, you know, you have one person show up and then they tell all their friends. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty used to rainbow washing at this point where like every company or everything is going to advertise. Yeah, no, we're totally safe. We're totally inclusive. Um, but it might not, not actually be the case. Yeah. Yeah. If you know you're actually going to Squiggly River and you're like, oh, no, this is fine. Then you tell your friends and it sort of like snowballs from there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just because the queer community is so good at sort of like helping each other yes. out and fostering that community. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you want to help other people that you, yeah, your friends with outside be like, oh, come along, like, you know, join another. Even if they weren't even, like you said, even really into video games that much. Just yeah, yeah. being with like like-minded people. Definitely. And we have that all the time. People will literally show up where they're like, oh, I'm kind of interested in games. Anyway, I bought my friend for moral support. Yeah. And the friend will be like, I draw sometimes. And we're like, yeah. oh, let me see your art. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, we, we keep it super casual. Yeah. And yeah, it's really nice to see the community grow because um, there was definitely a point in time where like sometimes literally no one would show up. Mm-hmm. Literally, it would just like be me there as the only person or like one other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're getting like a pretty steady amount yeah, of people. How many people do you get now? What Probably like 15 to 20 people every wow. meetup. We meet up once a month, but also our Discord community is massively growing. And there's definitely people who are like, I really want to come to meetups, but like they're like really far north in Queensland or they're just Saturdays don't work for them or whatever um and we're trying to do yeah we're trying to do more events as well so to sort of like mix it up and it's not just we usually meet up on like every second Saturday of the month yeah um which just doesn't work for for everyone yeah yeah Yeah. that's so cool I just love this whole idea of like like a I don't know like a casual meetup like I, I don't know it just sounds so cool yeah yeah Brennan and I have talked about this 
a ton but if you're like oh i really i really wish there was like a community like this in brisbane i think in particular being in brisbane mm-hmm. you have this idea of like oh it's fucking brisbane you know yeah. like it's not melbourne it's not Sydney, melbourne really whatever yeah. yeah that's and which was one of the reasons that brennan actually started it in mm. the beginning because melbourne games scene has some really cool indie stuff and he was like why isn't there anything like that in brisbane mm-hmm. And he was like, we just Someone need to, to do start it. it. That's yeah. it, yeah. And all community stuff just like takes a while. You yeah, just yeah. need someone to be like, fuck it. I've made a Twitter account and a Discord group and I'm just going to regularly post every month. And yeah. then you just have one person show up and they tell their friends and it snowballs from there. Yeah. So how did yeah. you and Brendan meet? So wait, did you go to... River, yeah so i was just, it kind of like grew that you from there came on board. and i was like i know how to do social media can i please be in charge of the right. facebook That's, group that yeah. you don't touch awesome. yeah right, right, right. um and sort of just like took it from there and, and developed the you spoke about being non-binary so can you like delve further into that like your gender identity if you personally yeah absolutely i have been out for it was a sort of thing like i don't know about you're younger than me, so I'm like not making eye contact. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but like I didn't even hear about non-binary. Like I didn't know that that was a thing until like 2018. Yeah. I hadn't even like heard the word before. Yeah. So to me, it was like brand new. But it was this thing where I was like, I always felt like I don't know. Always felt a little bit weird, especially with like being called a woman. That was like a big thing. I was like, oh, I hate it. Like I hate. It. I was like, oh, it's just the way that men say it in a shitty way. It's just that. It's just mm, that. Yeah. No, no. Um. So yeah, like in 2018, I think um I started to see. Oh, no, probably like 2017 I started to see um people like talking about being non-binary online a lot more um just like through Twitter and and maybe YouTube maybe um so I started seeing I'd be like oh what is this and then literally doing my own research and yeah so being non-binary it's a really big umbrella term it's basically like if you don't exclusively or entirely identify as either a woman or a man that might be like you're somewhere in between you're not even on a spectrum at all you might have no gender you might, that might be being gender fluid so there's a whole bunch of other smaller terms i'm not an expert i'm just mm-hmm. talking for myself as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. um there's a whole bunch of other terms underneath that and it's sort of like this yeah big umbrella and as soon as i found it i was like oh my god that's it that's like the missing link mm-hmm. um and it was definitely something that like which is probably like a lot of queer people's experience when you when you work out a part of your identity or you're oh maybe it's like that you then like look back at your life and you're like oh no it makes sense so yeah we were talking earlier about like games being a great like way to sort of explore your identity and i know that when i was starting to get really interested in in games and just like art in general like online i was just like a screen name I didn't have any anything associated with me and I really liked that and I was like oh I just like being anonymous I can be whatever whatever you know whatever I want but it's also like oh no one was assuming anything about me you know people didn't know whether it was a man or a woman or whatever and that was really like comforting and now I'm like I know why it was comforting oh damn um but yeah, so like I was starting to like, oh, this is really interesting, starting to really do a ton of research. But it was that thing of like, I definitely didn't know anyone who was non-binary in real life, which makes it hard when you're like, oh, is this like just some internet yeah, thing? Yeah. Which is definitely like still a shitty perception that I guess people yeah, like have. Yeah, stereotype. People are like, yeah. What is this? Oh, this is yeah. a fake thing. I was like, oh, it's been around forever. So whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just the internet is the thing that, you know, it lets people know about it. Yeah, it brings people it. together And as I guess well. yeah. people take that as, oh, it's just this like trend. But it's actually that, it's a bringing yeah. awareness and then more people do it because they're aware of it that they weren't before. And I think like definitely now we're seeing uh, a lot of like 
conservative panic around trans people especially trans children is a whole thing Mm -hmm. and they're like oh my god there's so many trans children like what's happening that you're influencing the kids it's like no they're just learning about it like yeah yeah, it's that thing there's like amazing yeah there's a graph of like um left-handed people yes and it shows like the like the number of left-handed people shot up shaft like sharply you know after they weren't beaten in school if they were using their left hand and then it plateaued out which was like oh this is just the natural amount of left-handed people and i swear it's the exact same thing right like this is just like here's the actual natural amount of like trans people or whatever it goes with everything like like trans people or um people on the spectrum and like people with mental illness yeah all of those things people like everyone has a mental illness these days or like or are we just more aware that these things these things exist because they weren't weren't talked about. about yeah and again you were like in trouble for feeling a certain type of way or acting a certain type yeah. of way yeah. where like you just had to learn how to mask or like whatever that is yeah. crazy yeah absolutely um even even like those old studies on like this is how many p- queer people are in the population those studies were done when like it was still literally like outlawed in some places right yeah, so no like yeah which means that even i think it was like 10 percent or something back then right. it was like that 10 percent is of people who were willing to talk about it when yeah. it wasn't okay to talk about it yeah. imagine what it would be like now mm-hmm. and i swear it's like just that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so like my big like turning point oh so yeah i guess like otherwise i i'm, I'm bi and i came out basically literally the second i left high school like i worked it out right. i was very repressed i went to catholic school for 12 years wow. so you know um I feel like that is like such really like, good at like lying to myself clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a, we were we talked about then like i think our first yeah. episode like a lot of people who don't come out yeah earlier yeah because, yeah if you're repressed to think a certain way and yeah, be around I those sorts of people very late in life i mean late in life i'm 23 <laughs> but um like I think, when did I come out? To myself? I was like 20, I mm. think. But I think it just comes from like, yeah, a religious background of like, I didn't know, first of all, didn't know he existed. And then also just thought it wasn't okay. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm. Same. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the second I left high school, I was like, oh, I think I'm bi. And then yeah, again, like online, just in like asking. Yep. Uh-huh. Literally, I just started watching that show Heartstoppers. Have you seen that show? No. Oh, it's really oh, cute. Wait, is that the one that just came out? Literally just yes, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It it's got like trans it's, characters. It's very good. It's all. Um, it's all like it's like the opposite. Actors. It's like the antithesis to Euphoria. Euphoria is fine and great, but it's also like very like depressing. Yes, it's depressing. It is very depressing. Whereas Heartstoppers is really. It's just very I saw sweet. A clip, the, um, yeah. Arcade clip and it was really oh like, i don't think i'm up to that oh, but shit, anyway, but anyway okay. one of the characters is like am i gay into google and i was like no <laughs> i remember doing those quiz yes, yes. literally like the first answer should be like did you search this quiz up this is your answer <laughs> yes 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 um yeah so yeah like i knew i was bi for like quite a like a quite a bit longer than um being trans as well like and being trans on binary but like I the way that I worked this out mentally was just so stupid like I wish it was the sort of thing I wish there was more representation when I was a kid because I'd be like oh I wouldn't have had to wait till I was 23 to work out I was Mm non-binary um but basically like all through high school I was like I'm a massive ally for the queer community I'm a massive ally I'm really supportive and then the second I left I was like oh no actually I'm I'm just by I'm just in it I'm just in it and then 
after that, I was like, I'm a massive ally to the trans community. I'm a massive ally, totally. And then I literally to myself, I was like, do I think I'm an ally in the same way that I was an ally to the queer community? And I was like, oh yeah, glass shatter. Like, oh, yeah. I'm allowed to be, yeah. Um, the other thing, which again, links back to games and games and like queerness is weirdly connected for me a lot. So I guess it's relevant. Um, I went to a like game jam, support, like symposium, and there were just like a whole bunch of what queer- What do any of those things mean? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, game so jam, symposium. symposium. A game jam, um, game jams are really interesting. It's essentially you get given a theme or a topic and you have a short amount of time to make a game. Oh. So it's literally like your, the theme for that was like love, sex and romance. So it was like, you have a weekend to make a game about love, sex and romance. Oh, I freaking love that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So it was really cool. I, yeah, I made some cool things there. Um, I made a little like two player game about like consent where you end oh. up with like a little craft project by the end of it. It's pretty cool. Um, basically it was, we, it was held at Byron Bay. It was super hot. All the computers, like no one's computer could work. It was like, it was like 40 degrees or something. So everyone was like kind of, kind of forced to make board games or like analog games it was really interesting it was very cool but yeah like it was the first time I'd ever met like anyone who was non-binary like in person and there was so there was a whole bunch of people so I just got to talk to people more generally and literally like on the drive home I was like I'm non-binary that's it yeah and then it was a pretty quick turnaround from sort of working it out to coming out to my friends much later for my family Uh but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know how cool like that's so cool because now you're doing squiggly river and you just think like there's probably people just like you who are coming to your events who will go home and drive home and be like ah that's it I yeah see. like yeah. and you just keep that cycle yeah. going like a wholesome that's feeling really really cool to know yeah. that like you're making a difference like, yeah like yeah. yeah. it's yeah. you it's yeah. doing the exact same thing to i'm sure probably, so many yeah. people and like yeah like we have we definitely have like a whole bunch of trans people at squiggly river meetups like i think genuinely at any point in time, we probably have like 40 or 50% of the group is probably trans. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at math. I hope that's, yeah, 40% maybe yeah. are on that side. Yeah. Um, and definitely we've had people who, you know, have transitioned after coming to Squiggly. Yeah. You know, like they've been part of the community for a while and then they make that transition. Mm-hmm. So I think like, yeah, having that space where you can just talk to other queer people is yeah. in, in person as well is so important. Yeah. Not well, just online, yeah, which is and great, but being able to come in great, person and do yeah. it. Just because you, yeah, like if it's online, you still get that disconnect, but in person is so important. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. I'm so proud of that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. Well, we have one more question for yes. you um, that we are going to ask all of our guests. And that is, what makes you most proud to be queer? Big so question. I've been thinking about this. Yes. I also like didn't want to steal Coco's answer, which was <laughs> yeah. like the community, but yeah. that was going to be mine as well. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, the thing I'm probably most proud of is how creative the community actually is and that makes me so proud because like we're willing to you know create communities and create spaces for ourselves but also like create art movements and stuff like that I think we're so because we talked about this earlier but because we're already not you know in that mainstream we're already outside of the box we're already thinking outside the box it sort of allows us to be a little bit more experimental a little bit more creative and that makes me so proud to see that and see that like in my friends who are creating things and when I get to make things as well yeah Yeah. awesome I love that that's such a good answer I agree yeah 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 cool thank you so much for coming on that's okay i think that was was very really like 
insightful. insightful so insightful like i fully came into this being like i don't game i've never but gamed in my game. life and, and cut to all the clips of us talking about games <laughs> <laughs> that's just so weird yeah, <laughs> all the games yeah but yeah no absolutely and i think yeah like it's an ongoing issue with the games industry but people like games in general people think oh well like i'm not the stereotype so therefore i don't play games or games yes. aren't for me but games are for everybody just, yeah, so yeah. um i was actually gonna ask as well do you mind if I shout out some queer games? Yes, please. Plug everything. Hold on, let's give you a plug. So you can find all of my stuff just under my name. So I just use my full name online. So it's ericavakayak.com or on Twitter or whatever. Also, my itch.io account is under ericavakayak. So if you want to play some cool free indie games, the big website for that is called itch.io or itch.io. Just type it in like itch like to scratch.io after this. Yeah. Um, and I have some cool other queer games to recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so these are just some of my favorites. So we've talked a bit about Gone Home and um, Unpacking, which is a Brisbane game, uh, but some other ones. And again, these ones are all free. So go check them out. Uh, is Hurt Me Plenty by Robert Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, we have The Trans Zone by Glamour Research. Extreme Meat Punks Forever by Heather Flowers, Everything Is Going to Be Okay by Alien Melon, and That Boy Is a Monster by Sav Wolf. And those are some of my absolute favorites. And if you're like, queer games exist, check those ones out yes, first. All free. Check it out. All free. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm yeah. that. What the heck? I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. Can you, are they just, just online? Like on. Yeah, so if you have a look on itch.io, itch.io yeah. they'll, you should be able to find all, yeah, those all will those, all be yeah. up there. Yeah, and cool. you can just Yay. search for them. Yeah. Awesome. Thank oh you God. so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Do a little clean. Yes. Oh, Let's yeah. do We got to do the. Okay. okay, ready? All right. And... <laughs> 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 okay.